This podcast is made by dirty, stupid goblins and their equally horrible guests. They don't believe anything they're saying, and neither should you. It's definitely not for kids, unless their parents are hilariously irresponsible or unbelievably rad, like high on peyote, jumping the dirt bike over the creek, kind of awesome. You know what I'm talking about. All the freaks by the side of the road, they all say they don't like what they see. All the freaks by the side of the road, they all sit there just staring at me. All the people on the other side, they all say they're just waiting beside. All the freaks by the side of the road, they all smile at me. Hi, welcome back to Why Don't We Have Our Own Show, the show that answers its own damn question. I am your host, Scott, and I am managing my diabetes. And I am your also host, Anne, and um, I'm a local goblin, and I'm keeping way too many secrets from Scott's, uh, what's it called? It's called a pancreas. Yeah, see, I can't even think. Why you want to start that one over? You want to (laughs) just? My name is Anne, local goblin, and I'm keeping secrets from Scott's pancreas. Want to do that a third time? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. Okay, the stakes were made. Of first things first. First things first. We have seen horror. We have seen the mouth of hell open up. We have seen the new Aladdin teaser. Well, I mean, the world has seen the new Aladdin teaser. So, but yeah, we've uh, we've all we've all been exposed. Now it's a pressing concern. It is a I'm pressing concern. Very worried. Disney, about are it. you okay? Yeah. Are you? Do are we need you to talk okay? to a grief counselor? Has your dad started drinking again, Disney? Because it feels like. Should if, we call it, call a hostage negotiation team? <laughs> uh, do, do you require trauma counseling, <laughs> Disney? What did you do? What's wrong with you? Are you okay? Why uh, Why did you replace your CGI budget with a uh, with an overclocked PlayStation Three? <laughs> Uh, why are you still using that pirated copy of Adobe CS3 to do all your special effects work? Like, why did you, like, go back for the Aladdin game for the SNES, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Why did you go back and use, the like, use, all the assets from that yeah, for your new Aladdin movie? It seems like it's it seems like a bad design choice to, uh, to make your genie Shrek ad- adjacent. <laughs> He's, like, alt-universe Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the remember He's when, like the mirror mirror universe. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's from the evilest timeline cuz he's got the he's got the Van Dyke mustache exactly. goatee combo. And he's the wrong color. <laughs> <laughs> He's like he's like uh, just the 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 uh, the Marvel What If series, uh, but um, like like an Elseworld, like an Elseworld, <laughs> like a DC Elseworld, but with uh, the the what would happen if if Shrek had um, some sort of blood disease? <laughs> Remember that time that we watched Shrek? On Netflix? Oh, the, the musical? The, the live action I musical I like to version? pretend like we didn't actually watch. We, I, we watched about 15 minutes of it, and that's all we could get through before the horror overwhelmed us. I, something snapped inside of my brain. I, I remember we just began just cackling insanely and screaming well, at mean, the screen. You cackled insanely yes. and screamed at the screen, and I just kind of stared at an abject horror and waited for you to turn it off. I mean, because like absolutely every person on that stage, you 
could just see the the, the light leaving their eyes I as went they to Juilliard for this. I have a hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt from Juilliard. Are you proud of me now, Dad? <laughs> Who's wasting their life now, Mom? Who's wasting their <laughs> life? Love me, Mom. <laughs> we got completely off track on that one. We were talking about again. Uh, we were talking about Aladdin. We were talking about the. Uh, we were talking about the genie. Now, yeah. like everything is wrong with the with the teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be the thing that's gonna that's supposed to entice you to see the it movie. Does, it not entice me to see that. There's movie no yet. dynamic camera work. There's no interesting angles. Say, it's flat say, lit. Um, my, I I have turned around on the kid who plays Aladdin. He's actually the only good thing about that trailer. But we but no, we didn't see him say a we didn't we hear didn't him see say him a say word. a word. But he was still the best thing about that trailer, Scott. Well, yes, except for the except for the makeup sponged on five o'clock shadow. The, I will live with that. Scruff. I will live with the picturesque scruff. Um, in comparison to everything else in the trailer, I will live with it. He was an angel. It, it, we didn't hear him say. Anything, I'm guessing that they're scared. Anything, everything else said all I need to say. Look, the name Aladdin is literally the title. It was the only good thing in there. Let me have this one thing. I I would love to, I would love to have it as well, but I. I, I don't know why they wouldn't let him talk. That makes no sense to me. They let Jafar talk. And can we talk about that? <laughs> yeah. Because he sounds like the meanest um, Starbucks barista. He's like the assistant manager at your Starbucks. And he's the one that you don't want to talk to when you have a problem. Right. Because he's, he is just. He he sounds like he, he's got some issues with your hazelnut latte. Yeah, he is just snippy and passive aggressive and not fun to deal with. Because, I mean, all right. Tony J is really difficult to replace. I get that they're going they're going with an, an, a person of color. They're going with an actual uh, individual from that region. Yeah, I mean, I will give them that. I will give them and that. That's a low bar if we're being honest but here. That they you... actually hired people from the region where they were making the story, at least for actors in the actual movie. Obviously, they didn't hire anybody of Mediterranean descent or of Arabic descent in the writing. In the oh, but could they have found somebody with a deeper voice than mine? Because I'm sorry, I'm I don't sound like the evil vizier. I sound like a Polish tax accountant, and he sounds like Asif Manvi. He sounds like uh, Admiral Zhao from the live-action Avatar: The Last Airbender. And that never Who had a lot to say about the secret library. He had a ton to say about the yeah, like he broke off pursuit of of the avatar and avatar. and floated back to the Fire Nation just so that he could tell the Fire Lord. I found the secret library. And yeah, like, we know. Exactly. That nobody was like a, gives a shit. That was like last year, Admiral. What are you doing now? You were in hot pursuit. What are you doing now? Where are we going with this again? Aladdin, Jesus Christ. The moment that that dumb, swirling, uh, twister, 1996 CG tornado comes out of the lamp, I I feel like a piece of my heart flaked off and died. And like... I understand that Robin Williams' shoes are going to be very big to fill for Mm -hmm. anybody who's playing that part. And Mm -hmm. I don't expect 
anybody to be able to replicate that particular performance. No, that would I be want insane. To. No, I wouldn't you wouldn't want to because and it's specific. That, yeah, and I think that Will Smith is a funny dude. He's, and I think that, you know, given the right material, he would do a really great job. But in this particular instance, and maybe it's not it's, so much his performance. It's, the, it's a one minute teaser. We get we get that. Yeah. Or, or if it's like the CGI, I don't know. I don't think it's the performance. I just think it's the nightmare CGI that really just t- like turn me, turn my stomach. Again, we're talking about a teaser. We're talking about a, a thing that's supposed to get people into the theater. And the what did you see? What did you hear? You heard him go, what? You ain't ever heard of me? He's a very smooth genie. He's got a smooth genie voice, but that's the line you went with. <clears throat> <laughs> That's the line you went with. You went with, what, you ain't ever heard of me? And the crickets. And then the <laughs> fucking title pops up. Like, this is the thing. That's Who not knew? the most concerning thing about the genius. Oh, everything thing. about it is bad. I mean, that's that's not ideal. The, the, that's not an ideal pick for, you know, an opening rough for a teaser trailer. The, the Toy Story 1 style CG animation <laughs> was upsetting. That um, was tr- tragic. I think that Jonan Vasquez on Twitter, Jonan, you know, the creator of Invader Zim, for those mm. who don't know. Filler Bunny and Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Yeah, he had, I think, the best flex on this on Twitter where he said um, the genie in this looks like one of those fruit gushers kids um, <laughs> was not unable <laughs> was unable to reverse the fruit curse that turned them into fruit-based monsters. And I think that's like a paraphrase, but I think that's perhaps the um, the best take on what the genie looks like and how deeply, deeply, deeply unsettling. Grossly unsettling he is. Everything about this trailer, it seems, everything about it seems wrong. Who knew that the director of Snatch and Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels would not be able to make a swooping, camera-heavy fantasy sort of, I mean, he's used to putting a tripod in front of a bunch of marble mouth Cockney gits and then telling them to just act <laughs> tough for 45 minutes. There's nothing in this in this teaser that makes me, you know, we we dragged on the Lion King teaser. I'm legitimately excited about the Lion King, even yep. though I dragged on it. I am legit. I'm excited to hear um, Donald, Donald Glover's Glover. take yeah. on Simba. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fantastic. And e- even though I shit on it a little bit for not being live action, <laughs> it is, um, I'm legitimately excited about seeing that even though i'm still kind of like do we really need do we to? need but you know what i don't care because it's the lion king and i love the lion king but with aladdin <laughs> i'm just like do we really need this and beauty and the beast like we didn't need and, beauty and the beast and dumbo don't forget dumbo's coming out too. dumbo is have you seen anything uh, from yeah. dumbo mm-hmm. i mean dumbo looks like he's asking for peeled skin as his like for sacrifice <laughs> Come see, come see Dumbo. Heal your skin for me, human child. I'm Dumbo and I have come for your soul. If Dumbo was simply coming for souls, you know, more power to him. But Dumbo isn't just coming for souls. He seems like he wants to take a vegetable grater, like a potato peeler, and start flaying your flesh off one slice at a time and eating it. Dumbo is like the freaking Cenobites. (laughs) And Hellraiser. We Dumbo have is- such <laughs> sights to show you. Exactly. Dumbo has come to turn this world into a Cronenberg sky. 
Someone Look, has come for all of us. We have no seen, one will be saved. We have seen some terrible, terrible movies in our time. We have seen some just wretched, awful movies. And I'm not even talking about the oeuvre of Neil Breen. I'm not talking about, oh, everybody's like, oh, ha ha, have you seen Manos, The Hands of Fate? Yes, I have seen Manos. You actually have watched I've it multiple watched times it for reasons that I still don't understand. Well, the Rift Tracks is really good for that. You've watched it without the rich Rift Tracks, no, though. I, no, yes, no. Uh, I have watched um, the Star Wars Holiday Special without a Rift Tracks. As if that's better. We've seen Shattered Dead. Yeah. Let's true. talk. I don't want to talk about Shattered Dead. A though. little bit about Shattered oh, Dead. Oh, God. Shattered yeah, Dead true. is a movie made by some, some I would Canadian say, coked f- lunatic. And and I'm saying this, and he's probably a, a he's probably in Congress by this point in his well, career. I mean, he's not making movies anymore. Wherever, like he's in from Canada, isn't he? Uh, no, New, New York, upstate New York. New York really? I think. Okay. I, I think. I think. I mean, it's got that sound that to the to their voices, and I think I did a little bit of research. Is, okay, so his name is Scooter McRae, and he made the worst goddamn film. Scooter I have his actual name. Yes. actual name, like his yes. That's it's the only Christian thing that he's. Name, it's the only thing that he's credited name on, his, in, on IMDb. Scooter McRae, and he made a movie that is so uh, terrible that when I tried to take it to Fye, <laughs> they wouldn't take it. The guy <laughs> slid it back across the counter and goes, uh, nah, "We uh, don't want this. no, you, no." I mean, he had that dead look in his eye. No, he just said no, and then I think he might have just walked out into the parking lot and kept walking until his feet fell off. It was, it yeah, is a movie. We don't know what happened to him. We just watched him walk into the weeds. It just, <laughs> <laughs> he just, he just, he just began wading into the creek and never came back. He, it is, um, it's a, it's a movie that is so I think inept and tone deaf. It, it's um, that the best way to describe it is it's is its um, menu screen is an unskippable forty five second cutscene of their shovel faced protagonist walking down the street, and you can't skip it. Every single time you change menu screens, it is an uninterrupted unskippable God, 45 seconds of just this chihuahua-eyed, milky, weird cadaver. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I, I don't even know I'm if I can... I'm just letting you struggle. <laughs> I'm just sitting back here letting you struggle trying to describe this because it's like... It oh. has sex scenes in it, and I understand why Hollywood pays the actors and actresses that it pays we're not the gonna big, get in, big We're not going to dive deep in what it looks like, but it was horrible. It was horrific. It was the worst. Do not seek this movie out. It's made by this company called Sub Rosa, and I You're think... You're giving them all the information. Oh, this Lord. is like... What is it? Like, there's that one... Um, mm. There's that one like play or whatever. There was a thing about it where like oh the watch. King in Yellow. Yeah, thank you. I couldn't yeah, yeah. remember the name of it. Yeah, it's and like the uh, King in Yellow. You're gonna get have them go on this quest and they're gonna find it. Oh no, gonna... I'm definitely not gonna look for oh, or the uh, the John Carpenter version of the King in Yellow. Um, the uh, the end of the world. You remember that one where the yeah. college film students sawed off the angel's wings and uh, like. Oh yeah, we watched it. it was the Masters of Horror uh, Is that series? The one about the movie that nobody the movie can that watch? nobody can watch without it driving them insane. Who did it, um, who did it star? I don't remember. It uh, somebody who was oh, uh, Norman Reedus. Oh, I, back when we didn't think that Norman Reedus was a good actor, because all we'd seen him in is Blade Two, yep. and he he and drove us pants him. shitting insane. Oh yeah, I just, oh, wanted, I just wanted, wanted to drive him. him. I just wanted to just wanted to head in. Just 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 stove it in with a hammer and do dumb. 
fucking obnoxious <laughs> in that movie. And I get that that's his character. Yeah, and, you know, then he gets like, to come up and sort of being the bad guy, the yeah, heel. I get it. Like, that's, you know, he's a bad guy. He's a heel. You're supposed to be kind of low, low-key annoyed by him. But at the same time, why did you have to be so annoying? He, he was like he was like the, the doper version of Shaggy, but... Shaggy's already the doper version of Shaggy. Yeah, like Shaggy already has Shaggy, so we don't need another Shaggy. And Shaggy is all powerful, and this was like Shaggy light. This was like the rent a center Shaggy. <laughs> You're saying Shaggy too much, and now it's starting to mean nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, hey, do you want to uh, answer a Yahoo answer question answer? Oh, yeah, question answer answer okay. question. Yes. Okay, I so do. this is from uh, I don't know because they don't believe that they have. A the, okay, so this is just from question mark. Is it normal for a girlfriend to worry about her boyfriend seeing nudity or sex in movies? Question mark. Okay, so I am in a long distance relationship, and it worries me when my boyfriend sees movies with sex or nudity in it because he can tend to get a little upset about seeing it. And like sometimes he sees movies with sex or nudity in them with his friends sometimes, and it really worries me. I mean, is that normal? I really need help. So, Anne, is it normal for a girlfriend to worry about her boyfriend seeing nudity or sex in movies? I mean, the short answer is no. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. Um, no. I, like, I'm a, not really sure what she's dumbest. asking with this. Like, I like I could understand okay. if it was like, a, like I'm worried about my uh, my you know boyfriend's consumption of porn or whatever. Yada right. yada yada. Or you know, but I'm or I'm but, worried that my boyfriend is seeing the nudity in the movie theater, but or, not on the or screen. Or like, are you worried that like he's some sort of like marshmallow boy and gets upset by sex scenes and perhaps needs to be rocked in her loving arms? <laughs> <laughs> because he has a panic attack every time a sex scene happens. That's, or, that's what I get from I it. I mean, is it... Is uh, like, is she, like, worried about her android boyfriend? Well, I mean, it could be. That's the logical response I can, is that she made some sort of android boyfriend, mm. and um, he hey, doesn't know how humans work. Hal is a sweet boy, and he sings He sings good. Hal is a little bastard. And everybody <laughs> knows it. Hal's a little bitch. <laughs> Well, I just, I don't even know how the, yeah, you're right. I don't know how to answer this question because at the same, it's like, I, I don't, there are I don't want to, there's too, too many, many questions, not, not mm-hmm. the variables. There's just too many. The question really brings up, up more, more, more questions. Like mm-hmm. why does your boyfriend get upset in nude scenes? And does he, I mean, could, oh God, uh, I can't believe that I, I and I picked this one. So um, <laughs> as it's your own fault, you're host, hoisted by your own hoisted star. By- <laughs> <and that one. laughs> but, um, yeah, that's right. It's 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 that it's what do you, what do you mean by upset? Because I mean, yeah. you know, I, I think unless that you were raised like you were homeschooled, this feel this this kid feels like a homeschool kid. <laughs> like he feels like because. All right, I'm I'm an actor. I've been in movies. Uh, I've been in like college films. I've I've done enough college films and worked with enough college like filmmakers to know that. Uh, all right, there's a sliding scale. There's of of capacity uh, to not only like handle that kind of material, but also to like create it. Like mm-hmm. I'm no names whatsoever, but I saw one that where it was the Seven Deadly Sins because I and I was like. This has got to be the horror film made by a homeschool kid, because it was it was the it was the dumbest. What are we talking about? Because okay, so all the seven deadly sins were just in black unitards. They kind of look like Cesare from the Cabinet of Doctor Caligari. <laughs> 
What are you talking about? Like in about? a rent center. I'm talking about homeschool kids because maybe maybe this kid's homeschool. Maybe he does. Maybe he's never seen a ding dong. Maybe he's never seen a. Maybe he's never not seen, even his own. He not wears even his a own. blindfold to pee. Right. Yes. I mean, who could say he? He probably turns off all the lights and closes the the the, the light blocking curtains and then pisses in the dark and then hopes and then hopes for. <laughs> He prays to he prays to his Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ in order to get um in order to aim properly. Oh God! And he never he fails he fails a lot, but his mom's okay with it. <laughs> she has to be. She taught him. <laughs> also by also by handling his ding dongs with salad tongs. Oh my God! This is this I is mean, a person who's in a, a very this, unhealthy relationship. To me, what this reeks of mm. is they were watching Titanic and mm. they got to the bits with um, Kate Winslet's um, boobies, and mm. she she has beautiful titties. Oh, she had wonderful she, fun, fun, beautiful, pegs. beautiful titties. Yes, and um, he he got a boner, mm. and she was offended by it, and he he's like, ex- "Oh, go girl! Oh, I'm just yeah, so girl. I'm full of rage, so upset. I'm about <laughs> I'm all crazed. Accidental boner. I'm sorry. I love you, baby. I'm <laughs> I'm all sex crazed and weirded out." Um, <laughs> quite frankly, like if you're that worried about your boyfriend, um, right, getting turned on or by upset, the, the quite frankly tame nude scenes in most Hollywood movies, mm. even in your um, less mainstream movies. I mean, we're not. It's not like I don't think it's, that it, it's so incredibly tame. I mean, right. like in I mean, comparison to like actual porn, it's right. incredibly mild. So like it, if you're upset about that, like dude, you need to get first of all, you need to get out of the house. You need more. to yeah, you need to crawl out from your from out from underneath your mom's skirt. And secondly, you really it's not do. that big a deal, man. Right, man. I mean everybody's got them. Everybody's got something. Something underneath their clothes. It's all like I was never worried about when we first were going out. I didn't give a crap about it. I don't care if you get a boner when you watch uh, Kate Winslet. Wait, you are really obsessed with just well, it's just it, really nice it's the only though. boobs in Hollywood. They were it's really the only, the only boobs, boobs in Hollywood, Hollywood. and she is my favorite boobs. You had favorite boobs? Well, I mean, yeah. Oh. Who doesn't have favorite boobs? Well, okay. Well, who are you? Kate Winslet has bar none the best Hollywood boobs. Still. Still to this day, always nobody has nobody has beaten that out. Mm-mm. No, no, no comparison. One. No. Okay. Think about Gwyneth Paltrow's boobs. Yeah, they were the worst. Don't want. To. They were the worst, though. You saw them in Shakespeare in Love, and oh, they were the worst. God, that's right. They were. They yes, look like I egg yolks. Oh, yeah. They look like two fried eggs nailed to a tree. It's not. It's not that was cute. A, that was a tree that you would chop down and throw into the fireplace. Yeah, you know, maybe it's just me, but I just need like you know boobs with some heft. That's all I'm asking for. This went weird. Well, you this know. went this went really strange. I mean, it's not like okay, <laughs> is your boyfriend watching nine songs with unsimulated sex? Is that is you know? I mean, are, are we are we are we talking about like blurring the line between uh, quote unquote art movies and just straight pornography? Yeah. Uh, or, you know, are, are you like? Are you talking about like? Are we watching a movie with Linnea Quigley in it? Hmm? You know, which hey, I mean, talking about great looking breasts. No, I mean, Return of the Living breasts. Dead. Well, in Return of the Living Dead, she does right. But well, as time goes on, what about Night mm, of the Demon? Oh, Demons? God. Have you? Do you remember what they look like in Night of the Demons? Well, yeah, when she pushed a, a tube yeah, of lipstick into it, one of her nipples. She, I mean, they were fake. Yeah, they don't were, tell me they weren't fake. They're super fake. That's what. That's my problem with them. Is, <laughs> If you actually look at her boobs in Night of the Demons, there's mm-hmm. like kind of weird dimpling around them well, that yes. shows that it is it was not an ideal boob job. And mm-hmm. it kind of ruins the symmetry for me. <laughs> like that's just like you, the veil has been lifted. I know your boobs are fake now and I can't oh take that God. back. 
And yeah, speaking of fried eggs nailed to a tree, Shattered Dad has some of the most ungainly. Oh. Uh, maybe this oh. kid's watching Shattered Dad. Who can say? Which, if this kid is Look, watching Shattered Dad, I can you got understand. more problems than just watching boobies and movies. I can understand being upset by that. If you're watching Shattered Dad, again, guys, don't look it up. Look, just For we've seen it. We've seen the horror. Don't take this as a challenge. Don't I, say, oh, yeah, they're just like, ju- this is not a bit when we're saying don't go and watch don't that go, movie. Don't go looking for it. Don't look. go look for that movie. That's a okay. terrible movie. I have I have turned on the machine. I have seen the, 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 the creatures <laughs> that swim in the, in the dimension beyond the veil of our reality, and they saw me back. Okay. Yeah, the Don't void do looked it. directly into his Don't, soul. I've done it. I've done it for you. I did it so that you didn't have to. It's not worth took me looking along for, for the ride. several times. Because I really just needed to make sure that I wasn't just uh, I wasn't just staring at static and cackling. Do you cackling. remember that sort of like um, mm. fat um, Busey? I mean, he was an actual an actual Busey, but he huh? kind of like was like sort of like fat Jake Busey. Wait, which one? What in Shatterdad? In Shatterdad, yeah. Oh fat my Jake, God, B- no. Jake Busey. He was the um, oh he wait was in the doctor portion of it. He was like the crazy doctor dude. Crazy doctor. Wait, no, the guy who looked like um, uh, the guy who looked like uh, the Walmart brand Howard Stern. Yeah, that guy. Okay, but yeah, but no, he had the long, like, curly hair. He had the... No, no, he was, it was the blonde the... guy, the blonde guy. Oh, God, no. The blonde guy, and he had, like, oh, he no. had, like, the, um... He had fat a... Fat Busey. Yeah, it was, he was Fat Busey, and he had, like, one... He had one, like, crazy contact in and one eye. I don't even remember that. I do. I remember that vividly. Look, I remember that a woman taped a, a gun to a man's who... Wiener and and um, and did things with it. We're not yeah. going to go any farther there because while this is not a children's show, we're not we're not going there. But the fact of the matter is, that she did things with guns that are inadvisable. To inadvisable. Do with guns. I mean, I'm fairly certain that it uh, that it defeats the warranty that you can't yeah, take that back for a refund. Completely avoids the warranty. It's, I mean, you are Smith and Wesson will point. not take that. <laughs> they're yeah, they're going to smell that one in the car. You don't even have to take it out of the gun locker. They're going to be like, no. No, you don't. No, you do not. Um, I also remember from that movie, they were just interminable scenes of oh, her yeah. just walking, walking down. Yeah, they were like- With groceries. So, wa- so many scenes of her just walking uh-huh. down like a road. Hmm. And it's just like- Do you remember the Do you remember the, the preacher scene underneath oh, the God. tree where the camera never cut away from him to show the large yeah. crowds of people? It and was they just clearly kept, meant to be large. Like, like it he was, was preaching, preaching underneath the tree with like trying. torches. And they were trying so hard, but they never cut away from him. And they just kept sliding the like, well, volume slider up and down on the crowd to, like, noise. Five people. Yeah. And then and then and then a crowd of like 5,000 5 on their, on their people on their their library sounds of like, yeah, of, of like a circus or a sporting event. Like you could almost hear the crack of the baseball bat and as, as everybody cheered and whooped and yelled tigers. I don't really remember the actual plot of Shattered there, Dead. It what, was something about zombies. The movie couldn't handle a plot. It yeah. was not a plot. It was a meandering to, series of vignettes yeah, that led like towards scenes. an unsatisfying climax. They were just, it was like a movie full of scenes. Involving a ding dong. Yeah, movie. like where sometimes stuff happens but most of the time <laughs> nothing happens. Nothing happens for long stretches of filler material. And your protagonist is so devoid of charisma and character mm. that like literally watching a rock on the side of the road would be more interesting than uh, watching this woman just wander sleepily through every scene. Including scenes where she had dialogue with people. Remember the college age, quote unquote, old woman uh-huh. uh, who was very oh, obviously right. wearing talcum powder in her hair to make her look 
old. Like she was, that's the closest that you could get. It was on a, on a promise of a bag of Doritos and some extra blow was, <laughs> was this 20 something that they kept calling. They kept calling her old woman. And I'm just like, are they referring to somebody off camera that I can't see? Because what I'm looking at is, is, is she is old it, because she's 28 instead of 22. 20. <laughs> is that your conception at this point? <laughs> Because again, I've been in these kinds of movies. I I understand the limitations. I was I once had an audition sheet put in front of me. I didn't audition for it, but it but it said uh, the character that I could audition for that was in my age oh, range was was thirty to fifty in a retirement home, <laughs> insane with senility. <laughs> 30 to 50. And okay, I'm going to wait for you to stop laughing so that I can say pointedly, f you. <laughs> f you. The three of us 50. in here, in this room right now, oh, would be, would all have fit the criteria of what they think a retirement community denizen is. Yeah. F you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, where were we going with this? I don't yeah, okay, remember. so we've seen we wandered we've off the beaten seen path. some horrible, horrible shit. And no, it's 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 not normal. I don't want to say that you're abnormal, but look, relax. Your boyfriend's gonna see some tits in his life in his in a movie. If he's you're not, gonna see you're gonna see some stuff. If you're very lucky, maybe you'll get you maybe see a movie maybe where they have see, a dick in it. I mean, it, mm, it can happen. Right. It happens on occasion. It, it happens on occasion. And when it does, I mean, it's, if you're watching when it HBO, does, it's, it's glorious. It's, it's a glorious it's, thing. Bow down, worship the hog, go to some live theater, go to theater yeah, in, in London. When I was in London, this is like 1993. When I was in London, every play that I saw had nudity in it, except for Agatha Christie's um, The Mousetrap. That would be a different mousetrap. Well, that would be a I very different mousetrap. I want to see the mousetrap where he, where he gets where he gets his hog just a little too close to that spring <laughs> trap. <laughs> I want to see that version, the all nude version of the mouse. But trap. every because you know it was part of just the actor's toolkit. It was part of the live actor's toolkit. I mean, it was mm -hmm. professional theater, so they were getting paid and and they, they took their clothes off willy nilly because it wasn't any big damn deal. We make too much of a big damn deal here in the states. We and make so like, much the, of a yeah. prudish and puritan. And I'm the of sounding like I'm giving this person advice. It's, mm -hmm. You, when you're in a relationship with somebody, you kind of have to like release a little bit of control because mm -hmm. they're they're uh, uh, they're their own person. They're your man. significant other, not your fucking pet. Yeah. So I mean, you yeah, they're not your pet. You can't like hit them with a newspaper and say, no, you will not you will not look at Kate Winslet's titties. You, you can't, can't do that. You can't put lemon juice and water in a spray bottle and spritz it on them every single time they see a, a, a bare naked butt cheek. Yeah. It's just not right to do. Grow up. Relax. Relax. That's what. Grow. Yeah, you, relax. Yeah. You can't like, you know, beat your boyfriend every time he watches Game of Thrones and sees like nude people doing mm -hmm. it. Because you're going to be doing, you're, you're going to be, be beating gonna, them every other day. You're going to get some very strong arms, and you're clearly not using them for anything important. Oh, I'm just saying. Oh, I mean, if you're going to if you're going to use the rolled up newspaper, you're going to generate some grip strength, and you're clearly not, you know, using. It. If you're if you're <laughs> worried about your boyfriend seeing a merkin or or a or a butthole, well, you're, I don't think they show buttholes in Hollywood movies. I'm sorry to say. I don't think I've ever seen a butthole. I've seen a butt. I've but seen not butts, a butthole. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. But 
but st- all right. Scott's watching some very different things than the rest well, of us. Okay, and does does the does the nudity aspect of it um, does it also count for like dogs? Because dogs have butts. Yeah, dogs are naked all the dogs time. Dogs are naked all the time. Are you seen a dog? Yeah, if your if your boyfriend is flying into some sort of a a, a f- puritanical rage because because all the horses don't aren't wearing underwear. Yeah, all the dogs have, aren't wearing pants. If you've seen Incredible Journey. Whether it's the one from the sixties or the one from the nineties, you've you, seen a bunch of naked dogs and cats. So right. you just really are you need throwing to yourself at t- at the TV in some sort of a, a high handed rage? What the fuck? What this What are you doing? Really what are you direction. doing with your life? <laughs> this is the dumbest Mr. thing I've ever Ed heard. Mr. Ed is naked. <laughs> some of the pants on Mr. Ed. <laughs> Filthy pervert. <laughs> <laughs> You're gross, Carl. You're gross. You're, you're gross. looking at a you're looking at a donkey's you're butt. You're disgusting. You're looking you're at gross. the donkey's butt. Why are you looking at flipper like Shrek that? had pants. Where was donkey's pants? That's all I'm saying. That is true. I have had a week. Um, it's been a strange one. It's been a strange one. You watched a Netflix documentary, mm-hmm. or not a documentary? Not, well, not, I actually not a, w- did watch a couple Netflix okay. documentaries, mm-hmm. and then I'll, we also I also watched a docudrama mm-hmm. um, on Netflix right now. It's part of um, actual an actual series, American Crime Story. The first was The People versus O.J. Simpson, mm-hmm. which I thought was in general pretty well done. There mm-hmm. were there were um, a few liberties taken, but it wasn't that bad. They actually uh, did a really really great job. So their second season is the assassination of Gianni Versace, which continues to you know be I think a really um, excellent addition. Though I do think in terms of the actual historical nature of it, takes a lot of liberties. Especially, they condensed some time, yeah. Yeah, with a couple, of, uh, with some characters, Gianni Versace himself, um, in the in the docudrama, hmm. The Assassination of Gianni Versace, they um, have Versace going to a clinic and finding out he's HIV positive. The fact of the matter is, is we never actually had any kind of confirmation. There were never even any really rumors about it, so... That was a bit of speculation that um, I found to be a little on the edge of being, I don't know um, what the word would be. I mean, I, there was yeah, just some storytelling liberties. Yeah, I mean, they have like to, some they liberties. Have, they have to make it, you know, interesting. With um, one of the other um, victims of this particular mm. um, crime that they were covering on was also, God, what is his name? David... Miglin? Mm-hmm. He would. They, they also um, kind of speculated that he might have been bisexual and that he might have actually um, have been a client of um, Andrew Kananen, the person who killed Versace, mm-hmm. as well as Mr. Um, Miglin. And that's another one where it's like it's a little the information on it is a little sketchy. It's a mm-hmm. little squiffy, but um, I think overall. They did a really, really great job of story building and character building. And I think in particular, I mean, obviously you do have to have some focus on the person who killed Gianni Versace, which was Andrew Cunanan. Hmm. So obviously you have to pay some attention to the person who did it. But I think in this particular 
show. They did it in an interesting way where they also really gave you a lot of time with all of his victims as well. Mm. So it wasn't, you know, just all this focus on this person who did, like, murdered five people and did this really, really horrible thing. But you also get a glimpse into the lives of the people he hurt. Because that's the problem when you're dealing yeah. with, like, with docu-series and, and, edu- and like, edutainment yeah. series or just, or just uh, like, biopics is that they tend to focus on the most dynamic and quote-unquote interesting one, yeah. which it seems defi- to be... Yeah, they definitely do that in this, but mm-hmm. I think they also pay appropriate attention to the, the people who were um, most hurt by this. And in particular, um, Mrs. Miglin, who was the widow. So you see her struggle with the death of her husband and how it affected her, which I think is such a rarity in um, shows of this type. Because at the same, around the same time where I watched this, I also watched the Ted Bundy tapes, which is a very good documentary. I will say that they did a very, very good job from just a pure, like, Information. Yeah, information perspective, just from, you know, the art of documentary, from a filmmaking perspective, they did a really, really great job. But my problem with the Ted Bundy tapes is my problem with a lot of documentary stuff and a lot of biopics about this stuff that they focus too intently on the person who did these murders Mm -hmm. and the person who did all of these awful things without really focusing on the people that he hurt, um, not just the victims, but the victims' families Mm -hmm. and Especially with Ted Bundy, they have they build this whole sort of like. I am so f***ing sick of people calling him a genius, of calling him mysterious or exotic, or he's he was a he was a clod and a sociopath. And while to a certain extent there were some people on there who kind of challenged that, I don't think that it was challenged enough Enough. to my taste. Mm -hmm. Ted Bundy was a he wasn't. He wasn't a genius. He was. He he was. He wasn't the perfect serial killer. He was terrible. The perfect serial killer doesn't get no. caught for one thing. He made gross errors. He made mistakes. He. Um, I mean, not to say that I wanted him to do better. Yeah, no, but no, I, I want say, him like do better. Do better, you Ted, got Bundy. An F, Ted Bundy. Um, yeah, you need well, to do come better. On, man. You got learn idiot. from your mistakes. You 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 f- moron. Um, but yeah, but he wasn't the, some sort of genius who got rid uh, got away with everything. You're dealing with a time that is much different from the way things are now. Mm-hmm. You know, DNA technology, I don't even think it was even nascent oh, at no. that point. No, no, it um, was blood type. That's what that's what yeah, they used they did blood have typing. Like, they did have like nascent internet technology, but that was in very small circles mm-hmm. of IT professionals or in uh, the military, mili- places yeah. like that. DOD. So that wasn't available to the wider world. That wasn't available to, um, you know, police, uh, like different police stations and stuff. That wasn't available to law enforcement. So if you have a bunch of killings happening in Seattle, that's going to be – they're not going to have like a national database. There wasn't a national database at that point. There wasn't There wasn't any way for them to go ahead and collaborate with other um, – with other law enforcement officials to go ahead and come to, you know, come together on it. And the upshot is, A, stop glorifying these these animals. Stop glorifying. I don't want to know the name of the Parkland shooter. I don't want to know their name. Ted Bundy isn't clever. He he is about as clever as a man-eating jaguar. Like well, that's I mean, that's the level of cleverness that he has, and that's yeah. not that's not very clever. Because let me tell you, I've read books about man-eating jaguars. You are obsessed with I, man-eating jaguars. I am obsessed jaguars. with man-eating well, or, and, and man-eating tigers big as cats. well. Big like cats the lions general. of Tsavo. Yeah, lions of Tsavo. We saw them in Chicago. That was so cool. Okay. Sorry. That was. That was 
I thought we could. I thought we could deviate to like to talk like, about man eaters. No, um, but the man. But so I came home one day. So I came home one day. This is the this is the whole reason I was is is and I was like, hey, are you still watching the a murder of my my brain like blipped and I didn't remember the name of I didn't remember the first name of Versace. Yes, yeah, so and I just called him Andrew Versace because I was like it was the first thing that came to it. mind. And so I, and I just watched it, so I'm like, excuse. I thought you were being sarcastic because like you know the name of the murderer no, the, was Andrew Kanai, and, and so I'm like, excuse. I, me? I, I do I what well, I don't know his me? name. You were like. You, taking taking like great offense, and I was like, "Fine, Bill. I don't care, Bill. Did you have the Bill, the murder of the assassination of Bill Versace?" And I realized Gianni Versace couldn't have been nothing but a fashion designer because if his name was Bill, he would have owned a f- deli. Exactly. <laughs> and then of course we got deep in the weeds with it because the idea of Bill Versace, deli owner in Brooklyn. <laughs> You th- oh, wait. Hey, I don't and know anybody ask named Gianni. About, ask him about like how's like thinking that he's related to the fashion designer, but I he's know, not uh, related. I, I've got a cousin named Johnny. He uh, he delivers the cold cuts. He's doing pretty great. He's got the diabetes and some corns on his feet, but other than that, he's fantastic. He's, he's fine. I mean, he, he's pulling down nineteen twenty five before taxes. I could only hope to do so good, huh? <laughs> <Ja>. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't stop thinking about Bill Versace. So yeah, the whole week I just can't the whole week is just we think about Bill Versace. I still can't stop thinking about the Bill. I still actually can't stop thinking about Resident Evil too. Oh God! Not the one, not the movie, not the movie. The video game that just came out. Um, because I we were big, big fans of the original back in 1998. God, uh, so which we ago. were still in college when that came out, and it was. It was revolutionary for its time. Oh, yeah. Like you go back Can't and look at it now, you're like, oh, wow, oh, what? Yeah. Uh, but but it also had the sort of inglorious um, thing be- because the first the first game was very tightly controlled, very, I mean. Yeah, it had very tightly, like the angles I mean, were very, very fixed. Yeah. So, I mean, say the same thing with it. Which, you know. With, I, with two. Obviously, but, obviously, you know, nowadays mm-hmm. we have the technology where it doesn't have to be quite render, as fixed. Yeah, fully three-dimensional. But. Which it, also, like, has its sins. But what I mean, but what I'm, what I, what I was, what I was getting at is that Resident Evil 2 started the trend towards, like, making them more action oriented because by you know Resident Evil 3 Nemesis you had you had a full kind of open world it was still the fixed cameras but you were starting to be able to the gun monsters down and stuff and like you know shooting machine guns and mm-hmm. things and it was no longer about being trapped in a place and being perpetually scared for your life so mm-hmm. and it was no longer there was a, I I think with Resident Evil 2 it also like you had to have you had to have a strategy. I'm mm. not saying that you didn't, but mm. you didn't have to be as careful as you did, like say in Silent Hill. Right. Well, well yeah. I think Silent every in Silent Hill, counted. like every shot counted, you mm. had to be really super careful. You had to f- find ways out of situations that would not require you to actually enter in combat. Right, because you were not good at combat. Yeah. Yeah, Whereas sun. with Resident Evil 2, like, yeah, you did have to, you know, keep a strategy. Mm-hmm. You did have to save your bullets. You could juke around the, yeah. the demons. Uh, yeah, the and zombies. there were a lot of sections where mm-hmm. it would be more advisable to go ahead and juke around the zombies mm-hmm. or whatever. But, mm-hmm. like, to but a you, certain extent, there was also, like, a little bit more of, like, okay, you really actually have to face this and shoot this. Yeah, demon. I mean, you know, the 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 tyrant, the Mr. X, he was an opportunity for you to unload a bit of that, like, pent-up stress because you had to gun him down, you had to take him down because there was no way around him. Yeah, because um, he was an immovable object. Yeah, and so, but I, I I finished playing the first 
the first scenario and into the second. And there was a moment in the in the new version of it. I, for those of you who don't know, when you play the when you play the game, you can start. You have two heroes that you can select from, and then you play that the game through with that one hero and then you play through the game again with the second hero and there are different story elements and different beats that you take and you fight off against face off against like different stuff and um at a certain point i i i put the controller down and realized i didn't want to play it anymore i was like in large part to due to the ai of the um the tyrant yeah the the mr x the ai is so good he follows the sound of you running and he definitely follows the sound of you shooting yeah so if you are in a in a hallway different from the original where it was scripted yeah so if you're in a hallway and you just want to get past these ding dang liquors uh (laughs) which are these which are these larger (laughs) you you He's ding ding. Wow, you <laughs> child! You are you cackling over the name of the of the monster or the way that I said? Yeah, I want to get past these ding ding. I, I just want to get past these ding ding. I just want to get past these ding ding. Come started. I just want to get past these ding ding liquors. Ah, uh, beans. <laughs> but you, if you so yeah, if you fired on him, that motherfucker gonna show up. Fast with like within thirty seconds of your of your thirty opening. minutes or less. Thirty Otherwise seconds he gets penalized. Less. That was one of the weird additions to it, where mm-hmm. like the tyrant was like really mad about not showing up on time. Oh yeah, he would get really mad and vituperate himself. Yeah, I know. He would just like for like twenty minutes just berate himself yeah. about being late. There were a lot of about things his, that I just... about how his assistant manager is going to be really like really pissed. Yeah, he's he's going to be so pissed at me, oh, man. Just could you write down on my on my sheet that I did a good job. Yeah, there were some really strange choices that they made. Like the fact that when he showed up, the first thing that he did was want to witness um, uh, uh, to the coming of his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That felt strange because I thought that he was just going to punch my face off. He was going to. But then he kept like referencing Zeno, and so I got really confused. I was I'm very, like, com- I was very strange. What kind out of by weird that. amalgamation religion are you dealing with right here? Right, right. I mean, then you know he whip out a book of the Mormon and and pursue yeah, you. Where are you across, going with this? Where are you going with this? When he showed up in the in the main lobby of the resident Raccoon City Police Department and began to. To uh, to praise Jesus to a chorus of of, of gospel I singers. It, I, I was. It, I thought it was a really weird. I, it was a strange. It was just. It was bizarre. It was bizarre it too. It, it really kind of threw off the tone. Right. It was bizarre. I thought that they decided that instead of these slobbering cannibalistic moans of the undead, that all of the zombies would sing uh, the Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. I mean, I was impressed by their uh, their ability to harmonize. Oh, first God, of yeah. all, especially while moaning. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, it was beautiful and horrible it was at the haunting. same time. It, it was, was haunting. It, was it made haunting. traveling through the through the police department. And there was like a random mandolin player that you didn't hear at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, ran you ran into mandolin zombie later, him. but you could see him. But then you had yeah, and then and I almost I wept a little bit when I shot the mandolin zombie because I thought that he, he had been a beautiful, a beautiful version of Hotel California. I have to the, tell you, I hate the Eagles. I, I hate the Eagles, but it was a beautiful <laughs> cover. Give it up for mandolin. Give it up. Zombie. Give it up for mandolin zombie right here, right now. Also, like when you um, 
finally destroyed like a liquor mm-hmm. the way that it would just explode like a confetti cannon with like l- like literal confetti. It well, was a confetti cannon. Well, I mean, I it was, it was festive, but really, really strange. It was so it because I mean, in the original game they looked like they looked like skinned dogs. They looked like you turned a person inside out and then put all of its bones on the outside too. Yeah. But and 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 the redesign of making them look like festive pinatas did not, I think, strike the right tone. No. But it helped that the Mr. X Tyrant was in a But they were much more pleasant to look at, if oh, I'm being honest. Because, right. Because, I mean, the original liquors were a nightmare. And this was actually, mm-hmm. you kind of felt a little bit bad when, well, you, when, you, when you catch them. I mean, hey, man, look, dude, when you got to hit them with a stick and get their delicious candy insides, you're going to hit them with a stick. I yeah, needed that for watching, energy. And then just watching Leon and Claire just, like, just grubbing on the ground like mm. a small child, just stuffing chocolate into their mouths. That was a weird flex, but I liked it. I liked it. I thought um, I thought that part of it, but at the same time, yeah, I did miss the classic monster designs. I did. I mean, the William Birkin monster was so interesting, and then replacing him with uh, with noted film director David Yates. Yeah, director of the Harry Potter, director films. of the Harry Potter franchise, the later Harry Potter films, and instead of. In, instead, yeah, instead of, of sort pursuing of like weird, you? Yeah, they didn't really pursue you. He just mm-hmm. sort of followed you around. And instead of like, you know, mooning like some sort of monster, mm-hmm. he just yammered on and on about Harry Potter for like infinitely. I think that they basically took the audio from his commentary track and stuck it in into this incessant yeah. droning loop. Except for the like the weird odd moments where it was clearly like somebody who was trying to sound like David Yates mm-hmm. and not really succeeding. Talking about like Dumbledore wouldn't really like that. Oh yeah, yeah. When you cackle, when you cack a zombie, when you yeah. blow it, when you Dumbledore pop a head off prove. like a grape, you go, Ooh, I don't think that'll be that'll go well at Hogwarts. <laughs> That was not a good accent. No, that was a horrible accent. And you actually know how to do accents. (laughs) Like if that was me, that was like, wow, that idiot did a pretty good job for a ding dong. (laughs) For someone who can actually literally do accents and you're like, wah. So I'm going to call my mom right now uh, because I really want to know what time I was born because this was, we're going to be doing a new bit today. And a new I, bit that I um, uh, c- uh, conceived of. It's called Let Me Do Your Scopes. And um, the idea is I know next to nothing about horoscopes. I know all about horoscopes. Um, and then I thought, you know, it would be fun if I just tried to actually do a natal chart knowing absolutely nothing about it. I actually had a friend who sent me her horoscope information, and I just started to go off. Um, and I thought it was pretty funny. I don't know if it's actually funny, but... Um, well, let, hey, we'll find out. I mean, all we're doing now is listening to you. Your call has oh, for... <laughs> Dang it, Mom! Yeah, so we were okay, going to well, try to do that's Scott's. That's going to fail. That's going to fail. There's a bit failed right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to get edited. Keep the fail in. Keep the, yeah, that's, I have Keep not. failure in. I have not we, cut we, out too many of our failures. We have made a guess as to what you, the time of your birth okay, was. Okay, so I'm thinking it's 6 yeah. p.m. So I actually loaded it up in the um, horoscope machine. Okay, hit, at hit me. At so other people can go ahead and do their scopes and send them in to me so we can do more scopes. Okay, go ahead. Hit okay, me. so obviously you were born in October, the late October, so you uh, are a Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, now I have to look up, like, information. So everybody knows um, Scorpios are what, like, the giant ass liars of the of the, of the uh, 
No, we're not. Yes, you are. You're completely a liar. Here's the thing about okay. me and horoscopes is that I like I truly I know nothing about horoscopes. Mm. Um, I have friends who talk about horoscopes all the time and about how like Aries are like this oh, or Gemini shit. Are like that. News news flash. Beep 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 beep. News flash. News flash. Ten p.m. 10 p.m. I was born according to my mom who just texted me. Oh, that jerk wouldn't pick up her phone. Everything. That's gonna change everything. Okay, while you're doing that, while you're doing that, let's shit. (laughs) Let's do another. My bet. Let's let's do another Yahoo answers entertainment and music and movies. Did Chewbacca ever poop in any of the Star Wars movies? Someone told me that you can see him squatting behind some bushes in Return of the Jedi. I haven't seen it. Has anybody else? Gene, have you? <laughs> he's, he's, he's giving me this skunk eye like, don't you bring me into this. Don't you bring me into this. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know whether or not you know this, but when you watch Star Wars A New Hope, when you watch the director's cut, there is a 35-minute sequence where Han Solo is cutting the crap out of Chewbacca's butthole fur. You you didn't see that because Marsha Lucas didn't want you to see that. The editor of the theatrical (laughs) cut of Star Wars A New Hope did not want you to see Chewbacca pooping and it's in there it's in there all it's over the there. place it's it's i mean why do you think the halls are so dirty brown in the millennium falcons did you think <laughs> that that wasn't oh she's wrong it was six god damn it mom you know what it says i'm wrong it was 6 p.m 6 p.m yeah. what time 6 p.m oh my god this so, is just this, this this is just getting worse and worse this is a nightmare now i have to freaking put in the birthplace again and have that Take five years to come up. Wait, you? Oh, you have to do this all over again? No. Yes, I have to go back to the beginning. The fail is staying in. You don't remember anything that you read? Okay, I mean, I can tell you basically what I am. I am a. I am a. You're I'm a Scorpio, Scorpio which, which means that I am a sexed up pervert maniac and who lies a, all the time. Yes, and uh, I am. I am a still pool that runs deep. Blah blah blah. blah, blah. blah. And the, the thing. And the thing about it is, is uh-huh. that I actually know more about Homestuck. <laughs> I do <laughs> about horoscopes. So, like, there's like a part of me that's like, okay, Scorpio is like Vriska. <laughs> wow. Which, which is not. Four like, people just popped the weirdest yeah, boner. Yeah, four people. Yeah, the, and no, if you know Homestuck, they pop the weirdest, weirdest boner. boner. It involves a, a rusty boner. tin bucket, as far as I know. Oh, God, these horoscope sites all want me to talk to them about things and keep putting things up. It's like, God, get be, away what? from me. Okay. Okay. So obviously, Scorpio is um, a water sign or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, the planet is Mars and Pluto. And whatever. Red and black, yada, yada. Apparently, according to astrology.com, it's uh, a sign that should not be taken lightly. Um, you're dead serious. Hell yeah. And you're on a mission to mm-hmm. learn about others. Pro- maybe yourself. Maybe maybe other people. Maybe I'm just walking down that lonely road while um, the piano music plays. You have um, an affinity for eights, and you um, apes eights. I love eights. The letter eight. Oh beans. That's that's a lie. That's a Vriska thing. <laughs> what? 
She should do a Homestucker horoscope. That's what we should do. That's yeah. That's Homestucker a good, horoscope. This one, this one's not staying in. No, this one's no, you should keep it in. in. Homestucker horoscope. Homestucker horoscope. You've heard it here first. We're going to be doing the most <laughs> esoteric <laughs> nonsense you have ever heard. Exactly. <laughs> um, so um, that's that. Your moon sign is mm. Virgo. It's um, a mutable Earth sign. Um, Wait. Okay, never mind. I'm not sure, like, what does the moon actually have to do? Like, how does that even, like, what does the moon do with your astrology? How does the moon do the astrology? I don't under, how do, how do I moon? Moon in astrology. Let's see what this site says about it. Oh, it's the ruler of cancer. So I guess you're going to get cancer or whatever, but it's going to be like in September. I guess it represents your deepest personal needs, our basic habits and reactions, and our unconscious, according to CafeAstrology.com. Okay. And um, let's see. It's a sign of service. Virgo is a sign of service. So you want to nurture people, um, put them to your bosom like a mother, and love them and hold them. I am. I have completely f***ing blanked out. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's what it says. You want to love and hug people that's just in your innate nature. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, no, I can see that. No, I mean, now uh, normally if I'm hugging them, it's because I want to check to see if they're dead so that I can eat their flesh, but. Oh, okay then. Okay. Eat my, eat my flesh, ants. I don't I'm not going to, I'm, I'm, I'm clinging tenaciously to that. What, to eating your, oh God. <laughs> We're gotcha. We're come back to this. I yeah. don't want to talk Call about back. that. Call back. Call back. See, like, and I, like, know all about any of this. Like, apparently Mercury also, the, like, your Mercury is in, what is this? Your Mercury is in Libra. I thought it was in the House of Pancakes. It's not the House of Pancakes anymore. Didn't you know that? It's House of Burgers. Where have you been? Are they still doing that? I don't know. I, oh. haven't, I haven't deep dived on IHOP recently. No, speaking of deep diving, though, if you ever really want to get some sort of a strange thrill out of your life, go to the Taco Bell website. Go to the Taco, oh, yeah, Bell, Taco Bell website. website I'm not great. kidding but you. But God damn it, Scott. We have to get back to um, Mercury, which Mercury, I guess, deals in communication. Uh-huh. So um, Libra people are all about justice. And so this could actually be – this actually home, ho- Homestuck or Horoscope, this goes for both Homestuck and Horoscope, mm. all about justice. Okay. Super – Justice. So you're just like when you're communicating. Justice. Yeah. That's basically you when you're talking about communication. Okay. You're just about justice all the time, every day. Sorry, I've got a bit of a sn- snotty nose. Oh, so. we all do. It's it's freaking February in Michigan. Nobody even, nobody even deals with it. Nobody's even going to get into it. Um, you don't want to do any. Like, there's like wait. so many things on this thing. Like, what does all of this? Like, according to this, your zodiac is tropical. So I uh, guess that's a plus for you. Yeah. And then it's got this whole other thing over here that says Placidus Orb. And then it's got like a little pokey pokey mm-hmm. and then z- the zero. I don't know what that means. Your huh. Placidus Orb is at zero. So I guess that's a win for you maybe unless maybe. it's good. Wait. I mean unless that's like – I mean if that's golf, then yeah. that's a miraculous score. And if that's poker, then I think I'm going home without my pants. I don't know anything about golf or poker. So you, you could be lying right. to me and I don't know okay. at all. Your Venus is in Virgo. So My Venus guess, is in Virgo. What? And um, I don't know if Venus is about sex or if it's about beauty. Because I'm, I, you know what? I'm gonna refuse to look this up because okay. I'm just gonna do whatever I feel is right. So like your Venus is like, she's got it. Yeah, baby, she's got it. But it's also virginal. Mars, I suppose, is also probably about like sex and about how you fight and crap. 
Sounds um, like sounds like a good plan. Yeah, that's that sounds like a solid. That's a, <laughs> sounds like a solid piece of information. So I should be armed with a hammer. I don't know where the hell I completely <laughs> have checked out. I really have no. <laughs> well, your Mars is on. in Cancer, Scott. So I mean, if we're going by homestick, then I you're thought my be Mars was in diabetes. Your Mars is in Cancer, and okay. if we're going by homestick, that means you're just going to yell a lot mm-hmm. and be really ineffectual and okay. a shitty fighter. Which okay. I just called out Carcat Vontas, and nobody else but me and like five other homesacks are, are going to get that joke. But it's funny. It's funny if you know if if, if you read Homestuck. Sure. Let's get out our dictionaries. Let's check our <laughs> glossary of, of terms. Let's figure out if it's hilarious, and we'll get back with you after we've written a book report. That's fantastic. Please do write a book report for me. Okay. So if you don't know, if you've ever been to TacoBell.com, I don't know why I'm talking about this right now. Because you don't want to talk about. 100%. Because I, I am so uncomfortable with having somebody read my star sign, because it's all uh, it's all just mystical, magical Horse shit. Yeah, well, you're going to get cancer in your fists because you're not reading. You're not, like, letting me deep dive on this, Scott. I I have no idea what any of that means except that some people are gullible and that the relative position of the stars and planets and moons and shit has absolutely no bearing on my life whatsoever. They all got numbers down here that I just discovered. Does it say that I'm a 100% skeptical and irrational empiricist and that I don't believe any of this horse shit nonsense? It's got, like, this cute little freaking list and Uh it says... Masculine five, feminine five. So you are just like I'm half and half. You're half and half. Well, that which makes is amazing sense. for you, right? Cardinal is four. Don't know what that means. Well, Fixed that, is three. Also, don't know what that means. So cardinal, it means that if I ever go to the Vatican, then I got one of those snapper hats waiting for me. Yeah, but you only have like you're like like maybe like I have three of them. You have four. Of them. I've got four snapper hats You've waiting for me. Got four snapper hats waiting for you. The Pope is very very pleased. Your fixed is three. Your mutable is three. So um, and now I get I to roll do, a twenty sided die for my for my charisma. Your mutable, you you've got um, some transmutation circles that you can use. You can use three whole transmutation circles. So good for you. And one of them is unfortunately human transmutation, which means yeah, I get to turn my mom you, into a gelatinous screaming mass. Oh, good. Good for you, dude. That's um, a Full Metal Alchemist ha- joke for our one for our one listener that no, just popped the incredibly weird No, there's probably more people who watch boner. Full Metal Alchemist than than have read Homestuck. <laughs> believe me, the number of times I've tried to get people to read that web comic and nobody has. I'm very upset about it. Let's not talk about that anymore. Because your fire signs are three. Your Earth is two. Your air is two. Your water is three. Am I am I a metal bender? I would say not because your Earth is only two. Well, goddamn it! Then what's the point in living? And I guess you, you fire and water have to fight it out for top billing. Well, but who's next in the avatar cycle? But, you know, if you have fire and water together, you can do antipode, and that's um, a Corona trigger joke. <laughs> for those of you who played the mid-90s is, RPG Corona this trigger. Is, this has been the uh, the evening of esoteric references. Um, good luck, anybody good finding luck. any of this Congratulations. Um, a, we're old. Because we talk about shit from the 90s and B. God, there's so much shit on here. There's so much shit on this freaking thing. There's so what much shit on the, on the Taco Bell website. Absolutely every food item on, the, about the, Taco Bell on the menu ha- comes with a, a little essay. Uh, a lot of things are okay to be questioned. What's not okay to be questioned is the cheesy potato griller. Seriously, though. Ever wonder why certain things are called their given name? Have you ever questioned them? You kind of take it, accept it, 
can go on with our lives. Like I don't want to get wet like with my potatoes. thoughts when it's when I'm thinking about Taco <laughs> Bell. Like I'm sorry. I just like you don't get Taco Bell because you're a deep person. You get Taco Bell, Bell at three a.m. because you don't have any other choice because you hate yourself. That's yeah. That's a, it's it's because you you think that Jesus Christ can't see your sins. And Jesus can see your sins. He Jesus knows. Can see your sins. He Jesus saw you knows. that time when you were drunk at three a.m. at the Taco Bell drive-through. Screaming into the speaker that you just wanted that one thing that you had that one time, and God damn it, why just they can't give that to you? That you just want the McDLT, you just want it. They've got everything the in there that can make Taco the McDLT. Bell, you've got more problems than we can help you with. They've got everything back there. All you've got to do is stick it. What is that uh, McDLT anyway? You complete. Is that you don't remember the McDLT? What is the it, oh my god? We have our next topic for the for the next like nine minutes. And the McDLT was this awesome burger that you could get where you had the hot stuff on one half of this clamshell container and the cold stuff oh like god, the bun, the now. mayonnaise, the <laughs> lettuce, and the tomato. And you god. flipped them together. So instead of getting one Please hot sandwich, you had a hot sandwich. slab of beef with all of those cool tasty condiments on the other side. That just... I remember that now. That was one of the stupidest yeah. things. Like, there's a lot of dumb things that McDonald's did. Taken. The Mac the Night campaign oh. being one of them. Mac the... Oh, my God. You remember that one? I absolutely do. I absolutely do. Nightmare. And it still makes me angry. There are a lot of things from the 80s that make me angry. Are there things from the 80s that make you angry? There's things from the 80s slash 90s that make me angry. And the last things, couple of minutes that we have, we're going to start a new bit called... Things I'm still mad about. Awesome. Um, so, you know, we I've been in discussions about this particular bit for a really long time, mm-hmm. mostly because... Our lawyers have finally okayed it. You guys are great. <laughs> um, no, because it was all kicked off by um, somebody, my brother, you, by the way, for doing this. He sent me um, a video of the opening credit sequence to a like late eighties, mid like um, early nineties children's television show that was on PBS called Zubilee Zoo, which is Zubilee don't Zoo. you fucking dare! Zubilee oh my god, I will kill you! I hate you! I hate you so much! I want to talk about this and I just get mad. <laughs> and I just had a freaking stroke. <laughs> the last episode of the show. And some 90s kids are just popped in a- another incredibly weird boner. Yeah. They don't know why. Yeah, but it was it was this, you know, late 80s, early 90s children's um, show that was like, you know, edutainment mm-hmm. that they did on um, PBS. And the conceit was is um, Zoobly Zoo took place in some sort of, I don't know if it was a zoo, if it was supposed to be some sort of like town or world or sort of some sort of like horror dimension. Well, no, I there, don't was know. A, there was a mayor. So yeah, yeah there was a town. It was, yeah. it was some sort of and an incorporated was, township. And it was full of animals who, you know, taught you valuable lessons. And mm-hmm. they all, you know, had um, different interests that, you know, were specific to them. And obviously Mayor Ben was played by Ben Vereen and... In the in the in the opening credit song, they talked about he was there to lend a helping hand, but really, what Mayor Ben was there to do because they didn't have Ben Vereen money for like a whole episode. Ben Vereen money. Ben Vereen was there in the beginning and the end of the episode to tell you about what you were going to be learning that day, and then of course at the end wrap up so you know the kids could understand the lesson that they were supposed to impart with that episode. Um, so there's that one, and then they had um. 
Van Gogh Lion, who was to me the most tolerable Zubal, which is what they were called, Zubali Zoo, they were Zubals, and he was a lion, obviously, mm. and um, he was a painter, also obviously, because his name was Van Gogh, and there was Builder Beaver, who was one of the most forgettable, um, he built stuff, so, I mean, there's that. Mm-hmm. And then, God, who else? There was Bravo the Fox. Um, yeah, was, well, you're, getting, you're, the getting, Fox? you're getting deep A in. A Fox? Well, hey, if we're going to get deep in about this, uh-huh. I have to freaking talk about everything. Now, the thing about Bravo the Fox, he, I hated him. Okay. Not as much as I hated others, other Zoobles. I did hate him. He apparently was attempting, the actor was apparently attempting to do an Ed Gwynn impression. He did it badly, and he just sounded like... Ed Gein. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> that'd be a I'm very different show. My, why, my, my, I'd be, uh, there's another one. I'd be interested to see that show. I'm that'd be an interesting my, take. My, 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 my no, but he, he was um, into theater and, you know, he just basically sounded like a really bad gay stereotype. He kind of sounded like um, Snagglepuss. Exit, yeah. stage left, don't you yeah. know? I think he was trying to go for Edwin, but ended up sounding like a really terrible Snagglepuss. Hmm. Um God, who else? There was Takachu Kakachu, who I so just... let's get to the... Why did this piss you off? I'm getting there. I'm talking about it right <laughs> now. Are you kidding me? So I the was whole just getting thing, into the wait, meat of the it. The fact that it, this you're so infuriated I'm so, does not... Just let me work out my thoughts about it. I'm getting attacked. <laughs> you interrupted me in the middle of talking about Takachu Kakachu. How dare you, first of all. I wanted to strangle her with stockings, dude. I hated and, her. And some furry right now just popped a really weird bone. Yeah, they probably did, too. <laughs> and the, there's, like, several things about Takachu Kakachu that really bothered me. Like, first of all, her name. Okay. Secondly, the actress who played her. Um, thirdly, her performance. Because she, obviously, you know, she was, like, you know, attempting to do, like, the whole bird bit or mm. whatever. So it's like, Rah! <laughs> and I couldn't stand that. But the thing, and the other thing is, she's supposed to be a cockatoo, right? She's talking to cockatoo. That's her freaking name, right? Dude? Except her color and her, her pattern too. Her she color just talked. and her, her color and her f-ing patterning was apparent. <laughs> she was green and red like a freaking macaw, but her, she was called cockatoo cockatoo. That's not what a cockatoo looks like. You've never seen one. <laughs> Have you never seen a cockatoo? <laughs> and I guess she was a journalist or whatever. At, at this point, I don't care because I just wanted to strangle she her with like rope. A, she, she was, was so like a annoying. Dollar store Rita Skeeter. Oh God, I would have rather had Rita Skeeter. Oh gosh, she would have been better, a hundred percent better. And then we get into the stru- <laughs> disturbing um, selection. God, what was the name of that kangaroo? I can't remember the name of the kangaroo. I don't <laughs> now I have to look up Zoomly Zoom because I can't remember the name of the stupid freaking kangaroo. Because I just Bill Versace was his name. <laughs> Bill, Bill Versace. Bill Versace. That's why I can't stop thinking about Bill Versace. <laughs> but like with ta- like I got too much in the weeds with talking to cockatoo. I'm so sorry. Okay, so the kangaroo was 
What's that kangaroo? And she was in the disturbing spectrum of Zoobly Zoo because she was the only Zoobal mm. who had a form-fitting costume besides Mayor Ben, but you only saw him and it wasn't really like sexualized or anything. You only saw him at the beginning or the end. So, so what you're saying is she had boobies. Um, it wasn't just the fact that she had like boobies. like child-bearing hips. Yeah, she was very, very visible, a very beautiful young lady. And um, she was coded in the show as being a child and the fact that she wore bippy tops and consistently kind of she was like her whole thing was like dance and music so she consistently did a lot of dance moves and it was just like it wasn't overtly sexualized but kind of was at the same time so there was just like there was like a real ew factor with her particular character for me like I would just watch that and go this is yeah it was that came up with this Yeah, it was. It, it's obviously made by a pervert. Yeah, it's obviously it's, made by a pervert. Who, it's made by a, a ton of perverts. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of like the first time that you go see cats and you suddenly realize that something has awoken inside of you. <laughs> but like, cats <laughs> is supposed to be sexy. This is not supposed to be sexy. This is a children's television show. I always liked actually sitting in like the first few rows because when the cats come down I and hate dance, that. That's they a would nightmare. they would sometimes sit on your lap and I do have to that admit because it's not the cat part of it it's the me. dancer part of it it's the dancer yeah, okay. underneath the cat costume listen um, we're getting we're getting off, he, I don't want to I don't want to think about you wanting to to fuck, um, the rum tone hugger because that's not what I'm here for right now what I'm here for right now to tell is to talk about how much I wanted to kill Lookout Bear the character and the actor that played him I fucking I fucking hate so much. Well, but but at, okay, he, so he, he was like an adventurer. He was also the other child coded one. But you know, he, obviously, because he's a boy, he didn't get to be sexy, which unfair. Again, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that was gross. I mean, he I'm sorry. expressed sort of some of those like masculinized. Yeah, he uh, enjoyed adventuring and travel. Adventuring. And I like it. Everything about him. I like challenge somebody. Go out. You look. Look up. Don't look out there. I'm begging you. Don't don't I look up any of this stuff. I just want to punch him. This entire episode has been a him. has been a dire and Ooh. stark warning to everybody who listens. No, to you go all. look up Zoobly Zoo. Don't look up Shatterbed. Don't look up Zoobly Zoo. Don't. We've been there. We stared into the face of the Cthulhu and Nightmare. <laughs> so, so, like, I hated this f-ing show. I hated the show so much. Um, but. And my brother and sister, because they're so much younger than I am, um, 12 and 14 years respectively younger than me. So obviously they were at the age during this time to watch the show and they watched it a lot, especially during um, summer breaks. And I was a very tired teenager and um, they would watch the show at full volume and I would wake up to it. Um, A lot of people back in the day complained a lot about Barney. Listen, I don't give a shit about Barney. I think Barney is innocuous. I never had a problem with Barney other than the fact that my my brother and sister played it at like full volume in the morning and woke me up. That was the only thing that Barney bothered me by. He was a big dumb dinosaur who just wanted to teach you your ABCs and how to be nice to each other and he jumped around a lot. I have no problems with Barney. I have problems with Zoobly Zoo. I can't stand the show. I couldn't stand it then. I can't stand it now. I hate it so much. I hate it. However, there is one small gold and silver lining. No, at, not, that, there's no gold and silver so the, so lining. Is, is that is that one of the one of the actors in it actually Zoobly ruined Zoo it for me. jumped 
fucking ship yeah. to be the voice of yeah. Rio in Gem. And he I didn't find this out. His cast. I didn't find out until my brother had sent that to me, and then I just started thinking about how much I hated the show. And of course, then I had to go to Wikipedia and um, hate read about it. And <laughs> you're just going down to the you just wiki hopping, and six hours later, and six hours later, I'm just infuriated, reading and, everything. And yeah, reading everything I can about Zoobly Zoo and the production of this horrible tele- children's television show that I hated when I was a teenager. And you, and, know, now. and you now know more than people who honest and that's, to God And that's how I found it. out that the original person who played Builder Beaver um, jumped ship to play Rio on my favorite show when I was that age. Jam. Jam. And so now it's ruined Jam for me because all I can think about is that is the guy who originally played Builder Beaver. Well, I think that's just that going to wrap it, wrap it up for us today. Um, I do want to leave you with one final question. Oh, God. From Yahoo. Do staring at and picture of sun makes me blind? <laughs> this has been Why Don't We Have Our Own Show. I'm Scott. This is Anne. Patreon. Check us out. Uh, uh, WKTV. Oh, Thank you so much for hosting this ding-dong podcast. <laughs> Make sure you stare at the picture of the sun to go blind. <laughs> Idiot! <laughs>